0: ideas matter ideas matter this is dialogue
1: hello and welcome to dialogue since it's on air from december 27th 2023 blossoms shanghai the maiden tv series by famous hong kong film director wong kai wai has become one of the most popular tv dramas in the country The 30-episode drama, which was six years in the making, is adapted from a novel of the same title which won a literature prize in 2015. What makes Blossoms a unique masterpiece in today's world of Chinese literature? How is the spirit of Shanghai and China demonstrated in the story? And what is the complicated relationship between Shanghai and modern China? Join us for our discussion today from Beijing. I'm Xu Duo.
0: Blossom's Shanghai depicts the historical changes in Shanghai on the brink of modernization. The show follows the rise of protagonist A Bao, who seizes upon the opportunities in Shanghai in the early 1990s during the opening up period to rewrite his destiny with courage. The drama's portrayal of the city's iconic streets, local food, and even the language bring to life this amazing city. <laughs> The director's creative eye highlights the heartbeat of the city with an interplay of light and shadow, reflecting the human drama beneath. The show has sparked a social media frenzy among fans, fueling a renewed interest in Shanghai and a travel boom to the city.
1: Joining me today is Zhang Xu Dong, Professor of Comparative Literature and East Asian Studies at New York University. Welcome to Dialogue, Professor Zhang. Glad to be back. The TV drama is a big hit, but it came, uh, comes from a book, the novel. Not everybody has read the novel. So tell us what's the basic
0: storyline in the book? The novel Fanhua, the Blossoms Blooming, there are various translations, is a novel about Shanghai. That's the only thing we can uh, everybody agrees on. Uh, because it's hard to describe the plot, believe it or not. There's no main plot line, no single, the most important characters. There's a cluster of characters, protagonists, male and female. It's in little vignettes, little scenes uh, lumped together. But on the whole, I think it's fair to to describe it as a collection of uh, speeches generated by the city of Shanghai. It's the humming of all kinds of voices and uh, uh, rumors, gossips, and uh, uh, social rituals, memories, nostalgia, neuroses, anxieties, urban legends, all that. So fan Hua, the blooming, uh, it might be literally, literally translated into clusters of uh, Flower petals, or something. So there's no structure. It's just a, it's a bush. It's it's a bunch of everything, but that gives rise to its popularity, I believe, because different people can pick and choose different things as they are feel related to. In terms of mood, the mood is very important, both for the novel and for the TV drama. Wong Kar Wai is very famous for creating a certain kind of a, a mood. The mood in general, I would say, is still Shanghai nostalgia. In
1: 2015, the book, the novel, won the most prestigious literature prize in China, modern literature. So is that what makes this
0: book stand out from other? Not particularly. It's a, actually a strange decision, uh, I would say, for a modern uh, Literary Award to, to go to Jin Yuchen because Fan Hua, when it came out, was uh, perceived as a quite non-mainstream kind of writing. Mm-hmm. It's first generated on the internet. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's it just like uh, chat rooms, kind of uh, uh, people piling on each other to share, to spread, to add on, to supplement each other to So in a way, it's almost collectively produced. Of course, Jin Yuchen was the single author, but he was almost like a regulator of all these urban gossips coming his way on the internet. So it's the, the literary production was also. Quite interesting, and uh, the sentiments are not typically mainstream kind of a representation of a society, right? Uh, the epochal themes, none of that. It, 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 the, the whole narrative line uh, follows a bunch of uh, small folks, small potatoes, you know, as they dine and uh, you know eat and drink and make love and all kinds of everyday quotidian trivia. That's the substance of day this to day life, day-to-day life and all added the tone. If you really want to try to tease out the ideological, the moral, even the political uh, nuances, then again it's nostalgia. It's the sort of the remembrance of time lost, a form of life buried under uh, those tidal waves of history. The, there's, a, uh, there's a few of, uh, of almost like underground culture, <laughs> subculture. <laughs> subculture. Yeah. yeah So this uh, becoming official of Fan Hua in, in terms of uh, this recognition in the form of a modern mm-hmm. literature uh, came to me at least as a surprise. Of course I'm glad to see it's being recognized right, by the literary establishment of the country, but nonetheless uh, the popular reception, the popu- the popularity of this novel comes from elsewhere, for sure.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, the panorama, you know, some people would say, uh, of Shanghai. I mean, this uh, the setting uh, where it, it happens, all the stories there. Uh, some have dubbed the book, quote, an exhibition of Shanghai's modern history and cultural development. What do you make of this, you know, h- h- the book's effectiveness in addressing say, the complicated relationship between Shanghai and the country, you know, what kind of relationship you would say? Yeah.
0: I wouldn't call it a sort of a, a depiction of uh, uh, the development of country, I mean, uh, the, the history, I mean, uh, in those terms. But, but in terms of its relation, Shanghai's relationship to the rest of country, that's, that's a central relationship, because Shanghai is, a, is an exception in, in many ways. Uh, Shanghai being Shanghai, by and large, is defined by its uniqueness vis-à-vis the rest of the country. If we don't want to use the language uniqueness, at least it's very different. It's the biggest modern city, it's the most modern city of modern China. It's a former uh, semi-colony, a lot of uh, foreign concessions, Uh, but it's also a very Chinese city. A lot of uh, Shanghai critics uh, tend to overlook this fact that Shanghai was always a highly Chinese city, filled with internal immigrants, uh, ethnic Chinese, sort of uh, settling in foreign concessions, dragging with them all these local cultures from all over the country. It's highly diverse, highly uh, mixed. So, I think Zhang Eilin, Eileen Chen's description of Shanghainese captures this uh, mixture the most uh, efficiently. It says, uh, Shanghainese are traditional Chinese under the pressure of the modern world. That's Shanghainese. That's yeah. <laughs> they're distorted. <Yeah. laughs> uh, they're squeezed. Yeah. They become a different political, That's social Shanghai. animal. But they are s- traditional Chinese made modern. not always willingly or Mm happily, but they had to adapt. In the process of coping with the modern, Mm -hmm. the foreign, the traditional Chinese living in Shanghai became Shanghainese.
1: To what extent do you think Shanghai Represent the Chinese urban culture, urban life?
0: I think it's the epitome of Chinese urban modernity. There's no question about it. It's the most mature form of Chinese modernity in the sense that every class, every sector of society, every form of a life, there are many forms of life coexisting in this place called Shanghai. Each and every one of them ended more fully developed vis-a-vis other parts of the of the country. For instance, it had the most developed working class culture, right? Proletariat, if you want to say there is a such thing called a Chinese proletariat, look at look Shanghai. Shanghai yeah. uh, if you want to look for Chinese bourgeoisie, Shanghai Shanghai 上海, If you want to look for petty bourgeoisie, the chaochemin, the petty urbanites, yeah. then the Shanghai culture is the most elaborate form of this petty bourgeois mm-hmm. kind of self-contained world, world of fantasy, world of uh, precariousness, world of resilience, right the sort of a, the combination, everything. all that, all those things are somehow found their places in Fan that's why it's a it's a wild blossoming of all kinds of flowers, weeds, you know, some good, some are not, not so good. But who is going to judge? Jin yu Chun does a great job, I think, by letting these wild plants grow wildly, with minimal, seemingly minimal control. But but that seemingly minimalist control turns out to be a great way of organizing all these materials.
1: Then, of course, the drama, as, as we said, has become, uh, since the you know December 27th, when it was on TV, and it has become the most talked about TV show in China. How do you look at this commercial success of the novel, of the adaption here?
0: Well, it's a surprise and it's not. Uh, it's a surprise in a sense that um, I would expect this uh, phenomenon to be contained more or less within the world of a Shanghai nostalgia, you know, Shanghainese loving Shanghai being represented in national or even na- international media, that sort of thing, uh, be- precisely because, uh, because of their sense of, uh, uh, of loss, sense of being marginalized in recent decades, no longer as the cultural center, the intellectual center of the nation. That's Beijing. I mean, no no rival whatsoever. So Shanghai's relative marginalized position as a center of cultural productivity, uh, uh, its relatively marginalized uh, political status, you know, all these may sort of may drive a a certain sense of uh, search for recognition. search for media exposure, uh, looking for uh, self-identity. That would be very understandable. But the popularity of uh, uh, this TV drama directed by Wong Kar-wai was way beyond that. It seems to be a national hit. That's a surprise. But it's not really a surprise either, because of Wong Kai-wai's international reputation. He's generally regarded as one of the very best film directors of his generation of the past, at least a quarter century, or maybe ever since the early 90s. Not only uh, one of the most prominent directors from Hong Kong or greater China, but in the whole world. I mean, Wong Kai-wai's international a uh, claim is such that um, so whatever he makes uh, instantaneously attracts uh, at least a critical attention but con- Wang Kaiwei was never known for commercial success most of his films were highly respected but more or less confined to the art film circles to professional critics you know um, but in China, I think Wong, it might be fair to say this is the, so far the biggest commercial hit <laughs> by Wang kai ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. That's also a surprise. Yeah. But then it begs the question whether Wang kai Wang version of Hua is is does justice to Jin Yucheng's literary version. This, this
1: is what I'm going to ask. Yeah. Basically, you know, it te- the the TV drama tells a very different story from uh, that one from the novel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it tells about, uh, it focuses basically on this uh, protagonist, A Bao, as a, uh, the male character. And uh, the story is more say, simpler and uh, I guess probably easier for the audience to understand, to follow. What do you think of this adaptation? You know, very different from novel, but yet it's still a success.
0: Well, first of all, I would say that uh, Wong Kar-wai has the right to turn the novel into his own movie. That's his right. I mean, uh, so I don't think uh, readers or audience should be s- too critical or too picky in terms of, uh, sort of comparing notes. Oh, I mean, w- what happens to other characters? What happens to other, you know, details? No, that's unfair. Carway of course, it's his work. And in general, uh, great literature uh, never leads to great film adaptation. There's simply there are simply not too many success stories. So the success of Wong Kar TV drama is Wong Kar success. Mm-hmm. To some extent, it's still based on novel to be sure, but it's a, there's a great uh, degree of simplification. There should might be some uh, artistic justification, but as a literary critic, I approached the TV drama with much regret uh, because, for instance, you mentioned Abo, right? Mm-hmm. But there are at least three yes. main male protagonists. The other two are almost equally important. The TV drama focuses only on about, only in the period of 90s, whereas the novel keeps going back to the 60s, right? To the Cultural Revolutionary Era, and by extension, the the imagination, the emotional truth of the novel has to include the 30s, the imagination of the old Shanghai, right? Time lost, t- time right. regained. That's in t- the, the whole atmosphere is built on this uh, temporal structure, right. right? The 30s, the 60s, the 90s. So the TV drama sort of goes straight to the 90s. So the, 90s. the stock market crazy. Right, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abo But Abo is among the three male protagonists we ah. just uh, talked about, is the most ghostly, the, the hardest to catch, to pin down. Mm-hmm. He's like a ghost. He's like the narrative voice. He Anbao is really in a novel a literary device, not necessarily a character. The main character. yeah, <laughs> a protagonist. Uh-huh. Yeah, because his only characteristics, if you know, uh, the, the 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 impression uh, left with the reader is right? Remain silent. Yeah, yeah. speechlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sort of. So how could you turn silence? a figure of silence, of hesitation, right? of pain, of uh, uh, uncertainty into the central figure around which a TV drama unfolds. So in a way, it's a success that Wong kar made it work. But it's Wang Kawei's work. It's not Jin yu work. But they did promote the book. Of remember? course, of course. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. I'm sure uh, uh, Jin Yu-cheng is very happy with Wang Kawei's yes. uh, adaptation. Is
1: usually the case, you know, when people watch the TV, they will go back and find the book. Yeah, <laughs> which
0: is a great thing about yeah, it's our, a, yeah, promoting a, it's this It's a great yeah. promotion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speak of Abo, of course, the protagonist uh, in the TV drama, you know, he's, um, it describes his uh, entrepreneurship, you know, his uh, entrepreneurial journal, uh, journey uh, during the 1990s, you know, when the country was at its high of reform and opening up. Of course, it also, people say, to reflect the spirit of Shanghai. You know, it's focused on the city, the characters, uh, uh, people, living in this city. What is the Shanghai spirit, you know, both in the book
0: and in the, in the drama? I heard two parts of the question, of, of your question. One is this um, Abal's sort of uh, struggle, his effort as an embodiment of 90s Shanghai joining this global some of a trend of a uh, you know capitalist world market, that's uh, privatization, you know capitalization. The other is uh, the Shanghai spirit. I think these two are slightly uh, should be maybe addressed slightly separately. Mm-hmm. First, I don't think about some of uh, is a typical character in a typical environment, that's sort of the cliché of a realist drama or representation of history. There were, at the, 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 during the same time, there were indeed a lot of early entrepreneurs, the Shanghai natives or the, those who returned from abroad as sort a of making money, opening up business. But Abo was significantly occupying a significantly lower level of entrepreneurship. He was not supported by international capital, right? He was not no. bankrolled by Wall Street. No. He was not supported by the state. He was not even supported by the Pudong District. <laughs> so he was a, on, he was yeah. on his own. He was on a small own. potato. Right. Again, uh, the, what's important uh, about Fan Hua? novel at least, is this uh, a group of a small men trying to make it without success. If Abao was a, some kind of a hero of Chinese reform, that runs against the grain of the entire work of Jin Yucheng. I think to push the argument observation even further, you, I think one could say that it's precisely the success story of uh, Shanghai today, or in the past three Two decades, mm-hmm. three dec- ever since the opening of the, the Pudong, right? right. Becoming yeah. sort of the uh, the second Shanghai. Abao's world is doomed. The countdown mm-hmm. of A world, the death of A world has already started. Finally, it's not buried by uh, what's imagined as the political society, cultural revolution, right? kind of a communist culture against the grain of locally homegrown lower lower-middle-class urban nights culture. No. Actually, in the 60s, in the ni- early 90s, in this is very distinct in James Jones' novel, what we see is the radical coexistence of all kinds of modes of production, forms of life, value systems, tastes, uh, habits, right, and so on and so forth. It's a weird, subtle equilibrium. You could not possibly claim victory. No, no nobody could claim victory. This world was, I think, finally finished off mm-hmm. by the new Shanghai. If you go to Pudong today, you realize there's no room for any of those characters mm-hmm. in Fung Ha, So that's one thing I wanted to say. The other about the Shanghai spirit, I wish, I, first of all, I don't think there's one single Shanghai spirit. There is any, it's a highly mixed sort of a combination in terms of uh, socio-historical uh, geology. I think all these layers sitting on top of each other forming a very complex, still unstable, Interesting kind of a structure uh, in terms of periods, uh, different uh, historical periods coexist in sh- local Shanghainese mind as time lost, time regained, time regained as time lost, mm-hmm. all, all of which gives rise to this particular Shanghai sentiments.
1: About the author, uh, Mr. Jin Yucheng, of course, you know, uh, one thing that makes the novel stand out is, uh, you know, Shanghai dialect uh, both in the novel and also in the, in, in the drama. In the interview, he said, you know, uh, this choice makes the language more lively from grammar, phrasing and the rhythm of speech is steeped with the flavors of the city in which the story is set. So the Shanghai language added the flavor and the necessary flavor to the novel and also to the drama.
0: Yeah, but I think it's an overstatement, uh, understatement. It doesn't grasp the full importance of uh, this matter of uh, Shanghainese dialect. I should say that uh, in Fanhua, Shanghainese is not a dialect, but a language. And in, uh, a language not in terms of vocabulary, but in terms of grammar. Right. Yeah. This is very important. Let me elaborate a little bit on this to say, oh, it's great. Finally, we have a novel using Shanghai dialect. I mean, that's decorative. That's secondary. That's superficial, right? You like add a little salt and pepper, uh, some sauce uh, to make it uh, full of local flavor. No, that's not Fanghua's ambition or artistic achievement. It's highly accessible, the novel, to those who don't speak Chinese at all. You should have no difficulty reading the novel if you don't know a single word of Shanghai dialect. It's highly access, uh, accessible. Rather, I think uh, the ambition of the novel is not to teach literature s- to speak Shanghainese. That's not, the, it's, it sounds ambitious enough, <laughs> not <laughs> ambitious enough mm-hmm. for Jin Yucheng. I think the the true ambition and accomplishment of Fanghua of, uh, 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 is to let Shanghai speak for itself. So Shanghai becomes its own language. This language must be understood historically, sociologically, economically, culturally, psychologically. Before Shanghai, in figurative speaking, remained silent, was rendered dumb mm. because it was silenced. Silenced because of the uh, the social transformation after 49, because of the the cultural conflict between the city, this urban culture vis-a-vis the rest of the country, because of its relatively more developed and advanced status, and because of its unique middle-class culture. It's quite singular. Um, in other great cities like Guangzhou, like, I mean, you could see this everyday life you know, this distinct local form of life, for sure. But Shanghai's local form of life was tinged with westernization, the foreign influence, all the class implications. So it becomes uh, quite convoluted. How to make this whole thing, this authentic historical experience and the memories, uh, speak for themselves? It requires a Highly innovative narrative structure, including the the design of literary characters, protagonists, the way they interact. We touched on that, right? There's no unitary plot line. It's a bunch of gossips. Mm -hmm. If you read monologues there, exactly. And if you read those whole bunch of things before you could even uh, 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 try to decide what this whole thing means, you're already in touch with. Shanghai almost talking in its own dreams, like a a说梦话, right? It's like a <laughs> this unconscious. It's a gigantic collection of the slips of tongue of Shanghai itself. So that what is what struck me as uh, as interesting of this literary work. But of course, that's probably it's fair to say it's beyond uh, film adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. film yeah. or TV oh. television as a visual form of art must take a different approach.
1: Thank you, Professor Zhang, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for speaking with us. With that, we come to the end of today's discussion. Many thanks to Professor Zhang. I'm Xu Qingduo, thanks for being with us. See you next time. With a history of 5,000 years, it's no surprise that China has created a fabulous treasury of folk tales. Once a year, on the seventh day of the seventh month, all the magpies fly up to heaven and form a bridge. So many amazing worlds to discover. I want a new palace, said King Mu of Zhou one day. Chinese folktales retold for audiences today. Well, will you marry me? He asked, and
0: with little hesitation she said,
1: <laughs> Yes! Five thousand years of amazing Chinese folktales. My father must not go to war someone must take his place you'll find chinese folktales season 3 wherever you discover your favorite podcasts sideline story brings you all things sports related the hottest topics latest events juiciest stories all with a very personal take Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China
0: and around the world.